tour our rug cleaning facility located in the heart of downtown Sheridan. We clean more for you. Just in time for your holiday dinners, the Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early. Pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut, for healthy holiday dinners. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner, open seven days a week. Hi, this is Christy Kingholm of Buffalo Royalty, and let's talk about 18 Jerome Place on over 8 acres of land located close to town off of the TW Road in the Hilton Minor subdivision, and a great view of the Bighorn Mountains and Red Hills. You can purchase the lot if you are planning to build your dream home. Seller is a prominent builder and can build your home for you. Seller has floor plans available to choose from, along with the prices for building. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. When Liz Kincaid talks about AI on the Sheridan County Egg Update podcast, it is completely different than when the Jackalopes Explore podcast discusses AI. Do you know what the difference is between the two? No? Then you need to go to SheridanMedia.com right now, click on the podcast tab at the top of the page, scroll through the podcast, and watch the Egg Updates and Jackalopes Explore to find out. Sooner or later, the Egg Update AI will be done by the Jackalopes Explore AI. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment uprising. We'll be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. The Public Pulse. I am joined this morning by the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger, City Council Member Steve Brands. And over the phone, we are joined by Andrew Patzig. Good morning, council members and Mr. Mayor. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, this morning is uh, is it's it's going. We'll we'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, the city council. Uh, one thing that I do want to touch on uh, is uh, is Councilman Patzig. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear Trevor, me? All right. I cannot hear him. Sorry, gentlemen. I'm uh, I'm okay. calling you from North. We'll try to get this figured out here real quick. Trevor, uh, would you do me the favor and uh, go to commercial real quick? 
We've got to get this uh, snafu figured out real fast. We'll be right back with uh, Public Pulse right here on 930 Carol. Snafu. Uprising will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Let's talk about tires. Think about the snowy, icy roads ahead. Now think about your current worn tires. How safe does that make you feel? Luckily, Midas Tire and Auto has extended their super tire sale through November 15th. Buy three, get one free, and up to a $100 rebate on select tires. Midas also has big savings on shocks and struts and oil changes. Preparing for winter is critical. Saving money's optional, but Midas makes it easy to do both. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Look for the Sportsman's Warehouse pre-Black Friday sale flyer in this week's Country Bounty for the sale starting this weekend. This flyer has deals that only come around this time of year. Savings on rifles, pistols, magazines, scopes, gun cases, hunting and fishing clothing and gear, backpacks, and accessories. It's pre-Black Friday. Skip the crowds and shop now at Sportsman's Warehouse with the flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Sportsman's Warehouse, open seven days a week on Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Whether your style is modern, classic, eclectic, or rustic, your home is where your heart is. So make sure you're in love with the function and design. Look for the Connect Flyer in this week's Country Bounty, where you'll see savings like 10% off their Marilat Basics collection or get free cabinet hardware when you purchase Marilat Masterpiece cabinets. Shop even more savings on flooring, decking, doors, and tools to get the job done. Remember, they offer in-house kitchen and bath design, too, at Connect Home Center, 1836 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Welcome back to Public Pulse. All right, we got our snafu all figured out. I am Floyd Whiting this morning. I'm joined by Mayor Rich Bridger and City Council members Steve Brantz, and we are joined by Andrew Patzig over the phone. Once again, good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Floyd. Everything's good. How about you? Oh, um, it's 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 very Monday, Thursday. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun though. Uh, you got to have a little bit of excitement in your life, right? That's right. Uh, I mean, you can't just trudge on through. You the, always, always got to go down into the trenches. The occasional snafu helps. You know? <laughs> it really does. It puts everything <laughs> into perspective. Uh, Councilman Patsig, can you hear us all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Am I coming through this time? You are coming through. All right. Now, Great. Uh, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on was the city's chosen to utilize the Everbridge mobile app, which alerts alerts residents on which side of the street they should park on while the city plows those streets using a new alternating side strategy. The app will also allow residents and visitors who happen to have this on their phone when they come to visit to receive public safety information based on their current location. Now, I'll come over here to uh, Councilman Brantz. How did we get to this decision on the alternating sides during our plowing? Well, it'd be great to say that we came up that with that in on our own, but, you know, we're looking at all options available. And so we see other communities, they're dealing with snow and uh, we've seen where it works in other communities. So we're going to give it a shot. Um, you know, we try to plow as many roads as we can, but of course the city of Sheridan is growing we try to do our priorities first then we go to our second roads but 
Um, this system will give us an advantage to where if we can plow one side of the street, it's a lot quicker. You know, we have a 12-foot plow on a truck. They can take one swipe on one side of the street, and then hopefully the next day they'll do the other side. But, uh, again, we didn't develop this. We are actually copying other communities that have had this. So uh, it's working for them. Let's see if it works for us. We're always open for suggestions, and we're always trying new ideas. So one thing about City of Sheridan, we're not stagnant. We're always trying to figure out a better way to serve our community. Now, when it comes to the amount of snow last year that the city had to handle, um, I'm sure that played a major part in this. Uh, Is that true, Councilman Patsick? Yeah, I was talking to... um our snow removal crews, and they were saying that it was pretty much a record-breaking year on on a lot of fronts. And um, when the plows have to go around vehicles to try to get those residential streets or or otherwise the arterials or even the main roads, it's it slows them down and it kind of breaks up the progress. And if we can if we can get to where we can coordinate a little bit and park on one side and let that get addressed and then move over to the others, and that's going to really help help things out and this everbridge system is going to be a great communication tool to help us try to achieve that and mr mayor why the everbridge application uh ultimately i mean i know it's it's got to be very difficult to just basically say hey we're implementing this new change Mm -hmm. we got to let everyone in town know how the heck are we going to get that done well you know it's a technological world world now and everybody's you know has their cell phones and I mean, that's how we communicate basically anymore. So this allows us to, that app pops up on your phone. Hey, you know, we're going to be plowing, get your stuff moved over. Um, So it's just an efficiency thing. I think in the long run, when everybody gets used to it, they're going to see how well it works. Um, And we're going to be able to get a lot more done, basically. So it'll be a good thing, but it'll be adjustment. And that being said, we know it's going to be an adjustment. And so um, it's kind of teach gently as we go along. Hey, you got to move your cars and stuff like that. It's not going to be you didn't move your car, so you're gonna, here you're going to get sighted. It's going to be and let's let's try to cooperate. Let's work as a community so we can get our streets cleaned and and hopefully in a perfect world, you know, we'll just do a lot more streets than we've been able to get done previously. And Councilman uh, Brent, where can folks go to get this application on their phone? Easiest part, just go to the city website, and there's a link right with the city website. So, uh, and I have to tell you, it's not that hard because I even managed to do it. So, okay. <laughs> you're not very technically <laughs> I'm not very technical at all. <laughs> I think so. they've made it very simple for yeah. people like the mayor and I. So, that's what's good. Now, uh, Councilman Patsig, have you heard comment uh, from anyone out there in the city, from the public itself, on the decision to use this application for alerts? The news has been out there for a little while. I'm wondering if folks have made comment as of yet. You know, I haven't heard any specific comments about using this app. I know that uh, there has been a lot of comments in the public meetings, though, in the presentations we've received, and um, and I trust our uh people to have chosen a, an app that's going to be able to work for us. So I'm really excited to hear how people's comments are, um, what their experience is like, though, and, and see how it's working for them and um, see if we uh, can move forward with this or maybe look at something else. But uh, I think that this is going to work out. Councilman, have you downloaded the app and checked it out? 
I haven't downloaded it yet. It's been on one of my perpetual to-do lists, but I am looking forward to seeing how it works and seeing the experience, uh, you know, how much information you put in and, and how the geofences work. Um, having a little bit of GIS experience myself, uh, I understand those geofences and, and how they can be drawn up. And frankly, I'm kind of impressed at, uh, at how technology has moved forward to be able to target um, messages being sent out to specific areas. So I, I'm excited to see how that works. Mr. Mayor, you, you said you have gone on and uh, downloaded this app. Uh, you said it was very easy to get on your phone. Have you opened it up and kind of poked around? I haven't really to any extent. They did a test here. I think it was either the beginning of this week or the end of last week where they just made sure that people were receiving that link and that the messages were getting sent out. And so I, I received that message, you know, that I have the Everbridge account and it works. But other than that, I haven't really explored it very much, to be honest. You know, this kind of reminds me of that Code Red, I think is what it's called. Kind uh, of that. It's just similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, it, it gives out like an emergency alert to everyone in a specific area that may mm. be in danger or needs to know information right away. Yeah, and this one's just going to be, hey, we're going to be plowing your street. You know, it's odd even. Get your cars moved so we can plow. And, and like I said, it's going to be a learning experience. So it's not like we're going to, you didn't move your car, so here's your citation. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be, hey, you know, we're all in this together. If you can get your car moved, that'd be great. And Hopefully when everybody gets the system down, it's just like we can do a lot more streets, a lot more efficiently, get stuff moved in a, in a quicker fashion. And uh, I think it'll be good for everybody. I'm hoping we don't go through that snowmageddon we had last year i that was just incredibly a large amount of snow if you recall this time in november last year we were a foot deep in snow for crying out loud yeah so and uh and my gosh uh you know it seemed like winter kind of hung out for a little bit uh, it, it never the, left yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> and then we had to deal with the pothole problem directly after that yeah and now well, I was just going to say one thing you have to remember, too. Not only do we have a lot of snow to plow, then we also have a lot of snow to pick up and snow to put somewhere. You know, the city of Sheridan is running out of places to put snow. So, you know, we're just we're constantly thinking about snow. I just came back from a, a trip to Mexico for about a week. I was down there, and they don't worry about snow. <laughs> and, so, not, not and, and, you know, quite honestly, for that week, I didn't either. But uh, the minute I got back, the first thing that I was hit up with was snow removal. So it's, it's a hot topic, and um, like, again, Sheridan is going to do the best we can with the manpower and the equipment. You know, everything being perfect, every road would be black. Yeah. But in, in, in the real world, we do the best we can. We hit the priorities first, school routes, and we go down the list of priorities. But um, hopefully we won't have the winter we did last year. But if we do, we are prepared, and we'll do the best we can. I would imagine at some point as well, there's going to be a rhythm to this, a, a schedule that people will pick up on. And then the application itself will be for those who forget that, you know, oh, good. I, I'm glad I got that alert. I totally forgot to move the car. Yeah. Well, you hopefully you'll have a neighbor, too, that might call you and say, oh, by the way, you know, Bob or Sam, um, I noticed your car is still on the street. Did you get that uh, email or text? Because a lot of people do not text. Yeah. Let's face it. We live in a... A community with older people and a lot of older people don't text but if you know neighborhoods can look out for each other and you know, like I said if you see your neighbor parked on the wrong side of the street just give them a call or give them a heads up so 
or in that situation, if you were to come through yeah. and, and see yeah. that your car is yeah. the only one not yeah. on that side the, of the street. That's not quite right there. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. That's yeah. <laughs> now um, something else that's going on in regards to snow removal. The hub on Smith is also teamed up with the city of Sheridan to help coordinate snow removal services for those in need within the Sheridan community. Uh, who knows how this partnership came about? Well, I, I just think it's a, it came about because of the hub, you know, that obviously they're working with uh, an older population. And um, a lot of those folks just quite simply aren't capable of moving their snow or shoveling their snow. And so that was kind of the genesis of the program. It's like if you got some able-bodied people that would don't mind helping and, and would volunteer a snow shoveler or a snow blower to help those folks that can't do that themselves, um, that would be a great assist for those folks. It absolutely would. And, uh, you know, the Hub on Smith has got uh, a lot uh, a lot to this mm-hmm. new program when it comes to entries into prizes and things like that. So the basically I think it's the more you shovel, the, the more entries you get. Uh, mm-hmm. For details on that, folks, I want you to check out the story on SheridanMedia.com. It's got all the information that you're going to need. But this is another instance where the city's created an application this is a free smartphone app for the snow removal volunteers that are going to provide this uh, that critical information identifying the service needs at the location that they're actually going to be serving this seems like a really cool little app because as that particular address gets shoveled it'll be removed from the map that's correct so once it's done, then that'll get removed, and it'll show what still is left that we that needs to be completed. And as soon as those are done, then they they go away. And hopefully, if we can get enough volunteers to pitch in and and help out, um, it's not that big of a task. Yeah, you know? you know, this is one of those situations where if I had you know a teenage kid, this is a great time mm-hmm. to contribute to your community and teach a little volunteerism. That's it. You know, exactly and right. and put his name into entries for some really cool prizes right. on top of it. Right. So, and it's helping your neighbors. You know, it's all part of community. And, and they are looking for volunteers. Obviously, uh, we had a report the other day where they they need volunteers. So, if you know, if you don't uh, want a gym membership, shovel some snow. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that'll keep you in it. shape. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more with the city of Sheridan. Right after this, you're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. the season to be jolly and at first federal bank and trust we're spreading the joy with our merry and bright three-month cd special get into the spirit with a fantastic 5.38 percent annual percentage yield and here's the best part there's no opening deposit required but that's not all if you're planning to make a larger investment this holiday season you can enjoy an even merrier 5.48 percent apy with just a two hundred fifty thousand dollar opening deposit don't miss out on this limited time offer visit us today or go online at efirstfederal.bank where your holidays are merry and bright member fdic yeah. E. Carol Realty is back with the 7th Annual Holiday Shopping Sweepstakes. This is your chance to win $1,000 in gift certificates and chamber bucks from our Sheridan and Buffalo merchants. And we've tied into a national campaign to give you a chance at winning $15,000 cash. 
winners will receive prizes totaling $1,000 to retailers like Bighorn Merck Pizza, Heartland Kubota, Sheridan Hall, First Federal Bank and Trust, and Roosters. Just go to the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Enter once each day through December 12th. Hi, this is Kim with ERA Carroll Realty. We're about more than real estate. We're about family, friendship, and community. Happy holidays! Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Show them what you stand for, who and what you're proud of, how you're built. Shipton's Big R, along with Ariat, reaches out right now and salutes all of our veterans. Thank you for your service, your courage, and strength. We're giving back by declaring love for our country in comfort and warmth with a special gift purchase. Receive a free Ariat knit cap, $16.95 value, with your $100 Ariat purchase. Premium quality. Eight colors to choose from. While supplies last, Ariat footwear, apparel, and outerwear crosses many paths of life, including Western Farm and Ranch, the working individual, and a casual lifestyle. Ariat is known for durability, comfort, and tech innovation. Our veterans are known for honor, commitment, and integrity. What a great combination. Thank you, veterans, for all you have done. May you have a great day on November 11th. The free Ariat knit cap offer is now available at Shipton's Big R. On Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Chris Hayden with Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. November's the time to get out and shop and travel for the holidays, so make sure your vehicle's tires are ready for the road. Bob, bring your vehicle in and we'll help you select the right tires from a host of top tire brands. All of our tires come with a price match guarantee. Provide us with a better price at the time of purchase and we'll match it. If you find a better price within 30 days of the purchase, we'll refund the difference. That's how confident we are. You can't beat our tire prices. Wearing Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online at wearingsheridan.com. McTeacher Night is back tonight at McDonald's on North Main Street only. That's right, tonight from 5 to 8 p.m. Come into McDonald's on North Main, have a great meal, and a portion of the proceeds will benefit Tongue River Elementary School. You'll be served by some of your favorite teachers, administrators, and, of course, the great McDonald's team. McTeacher Night tonight, 5 to 8 p.m., benefiting Tongue River Elementary School. McTeacher Night will be at the North Main Street location only. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am joined by Sheridan City Mayor Rich Bridger and City Council Member Stephen Brantz. And over the phone, we're joined by Council Member Andrew Pantsig. Now, the SAWS board has proposed dissolving itself on April 1st of next year with the taking over of that duty at the time. Uh, the city will be taking over at that time. Now, uh, Councilman Patzig, could you tell us what the the SAWS board's purpose is? Sure. The SAWS board's purpose is to give um, is to give a place for uh, rural customers to come and voice their concerns. Uh, 
the SAS board administrators, administrator also um, spends his time focusing on some of the details that concern the, the SAS and the city system, which um, may be, you know, in, it, in addition to what the, the city system is, is looking at itself, including the, um, the, the risk, I should say, of, of uh, fire forest fire damage to the intake system up on um, up at the intake and also the risk to, uh, from landslides. So there's a, a host of concerns that get covered by the SAWS administrator and the SAWS Joint Powers Board is the um, collection of three county commissioners and three city governing body members, including the mayor, that um, come together and help make those decisions. And and what is the city's role in in all of that outside of simply governance? We're the uh, the city, not we. <laughs> the city's the one that supplies the water to these rural customers, correct? Well, um, yes and no. It's actually a jointly owned and jointly operated system. There are components that are owned entirely by the city, and then there are components that are owned entirely by SAWS. A SAWS being the uh, Joint Powers Board is, is a legitimate government entity that was created to, uh, subordinate to the city governing body and the county commissioners. Um, and so the, the components that deliver the water to the rural customer and to the city customers as well, um, there's a, a combination of ownership, and it's actually quite difficult to know on any, at any given point whether or not you're, you're drinking a, a saws drop of water or a city drop of water. And the reason I say that is because if there is a break on one of the mains that's coming down Big Goose Valley and they have to shut the water off for a period of time to get that fixed, it can lead to a uh, depressed zone within the city. And then the water that was pushed out to the Bighorn tank um, can actually, because it's a gravity-fed system, feed back into the system and actually start flowing the other direction, flowing north into the city. So sometimes, uh, I'd say usually SAWS water is, is uh, the, the water we're serving the rural customers is flowing out into the county. Um, but there are circumstances where sometimes that water flows back into the city, and it's, again, all governed by gravity because it's all a gravity-fed system. And... Um, which is actually a really great attribute for us. Now, Councilman, why has the board proposed dissolving itself? So the reasoning that has been presented for uh, dissolving the board is uh, efficiency, uh, reduction of administrative costs, and um, re reducing or removing a, uh, uh, an additional level of bureaucracy, which is the SAS Joint Powers Board itself. So those are the reasons that it's being looked at. Um, some of the reasons that uh, are making that a difficult move is there are other considerations that have to be solved, such as representation for the rural customer. The rural customer doesn't vote for any of the elected officials that um, are part of the city governing body. And because of that, um, they're concerned that they won't have representation should there be an issue or a grievance that they need to bring forward and what exactly will happen um logistically if that board does dissolve the city just takes everything over 
Right. Okay. And that might have been where um, where you're going at initially. So one of the one of the things that needs to be noted about the system is currently the city is um, is is in charge of operating the system. Um, there there is joint effort that happens and commu- communication and coordination that happens between the city and the SAS Joint Powers Board. But the city handles the billing. The city handle for both the city and the rural customer. The city handles coordination of repairs and maintenance and um and then the city works hand in hand with the joint powers board to to get the logistics about where was the funding supposed to come from and and who who actually pays for those repairs um works that out with the joint powers board because if it's a joint powers board line the city might coordinate and make sure that the maintenance gets done but then that bill is passed on to the sauce joint powers board and they they end up covering that cost now, outside of cost and uh, removing a level of um, bureaucracy, what are the pros to this move? Um, <clears throat> there is an argument to be made that this is one system. Uh, water will flow into a city-owned um, piece of the system then into a jointly owned, then saws owned, and then back again, maybe even multiple times. And from uh, strictly from an engineering standpoint, it, it is operating as one system, and um, it would seem to make sense then that it should be it should be operated as one system or controlled as one system by one entity. But again, there's uh, the issues of representation that are we're working to find a solution for. And then there was also some issues about, you know, before stepping forward, we really want to know what the costs, what the actual costs are going to be for the rural customers, as opposed to starting out with a statutory uh, 1.25 multiplier. Now, why would the cost uh, be any different for a rural customer as opposed to a city customer? Is there a reasoning behind that? Oh, I think yeah, and that is a really great question. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead, Mayor. No, go ahead. I interrupted you. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep hogging all the answers, but no, I love ahead, this please. subject because I'm a water researcher, so this is right up my alley. Um, so in the city, you have a higher density of population, and when there's a higher density of population, a given repair, there are more people to spread the cost out over. And in the rural situation, there's a much lower density. So each person handles more of the share of costs that go, that happen uh, for the system that brings the water out to them. So simply population density is what is driving um, a higher cost to deliver those services out to the rural customer. Now, when it comes to that rural customer, are there any developments out there that are a little more dense? Are we talking mom and pop out there in their farmhouse that have been out there for generations? Well, let's see. I'm actually, I might need to, might need to defer this question to somebody else. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. So are you asking if there's a denser population out there that this, that that uh, might not apply to? Uh, I guess in a way. Yeah. Is there a difference between a development payment because of that density as opposed to the mom and pop out there on their farm? Or are those two entities uh, paying the same? No, categorically, there's going to be... It, okay, so speaking about if, if this would be post-dissolution, th- there would be two categories of 
customer. There would be those that are inside the city limits or municipal customers, and then there would be rural customers. Um, it would just be the two categories. Okay, so we wouldn't, if you were living in a development out in the county, in a rural area, you wouldn't be paying any more or less than mom and pop out there on the farm. That's Yeah, the, it would okay. be, you. as one I group. understand it, it would be universally applied. Okay, the one group. Now, uh, there have been a couple public meetings. Um, Mr. Mayor, you're on that board. Uh, Councilman Patsig, have you attended any of these meetings? Oh, are you talking about the uh, meetings before the public to get their concerns? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was at both of those, and those it was a uh, it was a very it was a very helpful meeting. Or both of them were very very helpful meetings. Is the concern over? And this is a large concern, but is the concern over representation the primary public concern itself? They they're not really too worried about uh, anything else beyond that. Um, well, I, I don't want to hog all the answers here, but uh, but it really seemed like it was twofold. It was it was cost and representation. Yeah, I would like to probably chime in a little bit there. Also, I was at the meetings. It seemed to me like that there was some untrust with the the group uh, the attendees. They were concerned. Number one, why this might have been moved so quickly. Um, people don't like change, but it was you know they were concerned that it was moving quickly. And then also there was some concern that people thought there was something behind the curtain they weren't seeing. Was there a development going to benefit? Was what was going down the pike to to, to drive this? Um, there were some also some concerns that it was going to be a great um, presentation, but when it all came down a year from now, they'd be paying double for their water. There was a lot of untrust from the public, so that has to be dealt with. I think by the county. To their county uh, customers but right now the county as a whole i think there's just a lot of confusion and untrust on the county residents mr mayor switching over here to you how do we how do we resolve those issues well i i don't know if there is a resolution we'll have to see there's generally a lack of trust in regards to the city, the city taking over the system in its entirety um, it makes a lot of sense to me because right now, as been noted, uh, it's it's a crazy the way it works now because we'll we'll be in a city pipe, then we'll be in a county pipe, then we'll be in a mutually owned pipe, and and the whole logistics of it. Um, we essentially, as a city, um, operate the system. We do all the billing, um, and it's it's all one system. That that's what I keep trying to impress. It's not like the county's a whole separate system and we can manipulate it some way that we could change that right now it's 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 an it's in a system in its entirety that's all one system and so the health of the county system is just as important as the health of the city system but there is just a genuine lack of trust why do you want to do this um you're taking away our water uh, you could raise rates tomorrow and there's nothing we could do about it so i don't it, it, it seemed like it happened fast to my mind, it really didn't because we've been talking about it for over a year and a half, two years. We had meetings uh, at the county courthouse about it. Um, but when it was all said and done and we had those meetings up at the fairgrounds, you could tell there was a lot of distrust and in, in, uh, what our motives were. And really, we were just trying to simplify things, bring some rates down for the county residents, um, 
and had just have a more a unified system, but they did not did not see it that way at that meeting. And and with representation being the primary concern, currently right now, we have on that SARS, SARS board people from the city, people from the county. Mm-hmm. Um, if the SARS board dissolves, uh, the city would take over the operation of this uh, system, the water system. Mm-hmm. But would there still be meetings concerning this? Yeah, and, that's and, the, thing. the thing we thought. Right now it's three and three on that board. So there's no, it's a, it's a weird combination because usually you have an odd even kind of a thing. So yeah. um, what we proposed was that we would still have a um, rate board or in a place and a, and a board that they could take their issues to. And it would be a three and two. So it would be three people from the county and two people from, from the city. It wouldn't necessarily be council people or commissioners. Could be it could be anybody voluntary board right it would be a voluntary board and so they would approve rates or set rates and the rates aren't done in a in a willy-nilly fashion we always have a rate study that we we follow so we'll have a third party come in and they'll say you know these are the rates that we think that you should charge for your services and so um we thought that was a good answer but the county people didn't agree with us and so it, it was like i said it was a rather contentious couple meetings so so I don't, I don't know where it goes from here, to be honest with you. Really? So, we're, I mean, are we at an impasse? Is the SAWS board still leaning towards dissolution? I would say right at the moment we're just kind of in a holding pattern and see, um, talk about it and see where we go. I know I took it off our agenda because it was just a mute point that I didn't really want to, uh, you know, the writing was on the wall kind of a thing. So. I took it off of our agenda as a consideration. The council, uh, the commissioners took it off their agenda as a consideration. And um, I don't know if it just requires further ed- education or if it's just something that's just not going to happen. But um, it really is um, right now at a standstill, and we just need to proceed accordingly. Um, but I don't know what that is exactly. Yeah, so we're just going to kind of, it's one of those situations we're going to have to wait and see what happens. That's it. To my mind, and I might, you know, that's just my talk, my thought. Yeah. So, all right. On that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Public Pulse on 9:30 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment uprising. We'll be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Is it okay if I use a four-letter word to really get people excited? Um, snow, Tommy, snow. Okay, you had me worried. Well, one thing you don't need to worry about is missing out on the new Skidoo models or getting your preseason service done on your sled. That's good. I don't want to miss out on a single inch of snow. Check out our new showroom full of the latest apparel and accessories to make sure that you and your sled are ready to ride in style this winter. Shop for all your Skidoo needs at 
with Sheridan Power Sports today. Get ready to go deep into the stuff of which snowy dreams are made with Warren Miller's All Time. 7 p.m. Saturday, November 11th at Sheridan's Y.O. Theater. Celebrate the birth of ski towns like Sun Valley and Aspen, icons and originators like the original Hot Doggers, and the most outlandish locations ever skied. Then catch up with Maine's finest athlete of today, Donnie Pelletier, and meet the next generation at Woodward Park City. Get tickets today at yotheater.com. Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting in half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to hot buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and smiles of children? Open your heart this year during the 26th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It's tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we've assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 24th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell Construction. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. K-R-O-E, Sheridan. And welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by the mayor of Sheridan, Rich Bridger. <laughs> And City Council Member Steve Brantz. And over the phone, we're joined by City Council Member Andrew Pansick. Now, uh, we've got a big project going on down on Main Street, if you haven't noticed, folks. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's ticking away. It's looking as if we may be making uh, 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 enough progress. Are we, are we at the point where we can say, I have an end date as of yet? For the season, simply for the season. <laughs> Good. Uh, I think next week, actually, I think they're planning to be done and out of there. So um, we're very, very close. All the main parts have been poured. Uh, we, they still have some gutters and stuff that they need to resolve with uh, concrete. But um, essentially, it's it's uh, this year's project is 99.9% finished. So. And and we did more. Oh yeah. Than we thought we would. Correct, one, Councilman. One, one one block more, and like the mayor was alluding to, we are going to be wide open for the Christmas stroll. We can actually get down there and see a little bit of the main street. I think people are pretty excited to see what's going on. I think that'll be fantastic having that brand new street out there. Now, uh, to your knowledge, uh, Councilman Patsig, uh has the city's side of the work being done run into any problems? You know, I haven't been told about any problems that they've been they've been running into, but you know that every construction project has some. 
And um, I think we're just in good hands with Oftedal. They're, they seem to be really good problem solvers. And um, so, um, no, I haven't had any specific uh, reports of issues, though. Maybe the mayor or Steve Brantz can, can chime in. Have either one of you heard about any issues, or does it seem yeah, to be going pretty smooth? At first, there were some issues with the depth of pipe when they were putting in the plumbing and that sort of thing. But as it went along, I mean, it just becomes automatic after a while. And those guys have been doing it all summer, and it just they know what they're doing. And it, it's picked up speed and picked up speed. That's how we got another block in. And um, they have been a good company to work with. We had a little bit of a late start, too. We had such a wet spring. Right. I think it was the mayor's fault for not getting better. <laughs> I don't, you know, he, he could have had better weather for us, but he kind of dropped the ball on that one. But, yeah, we did get a late start. So, actually, with the late start and to be a block ahead, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is fantastic. And I've, I've gone down there more than once during a lunch hour when I've got some time and just watched it happen. Uh, and it's actually a very fascinating process to watch those pipes be installed. And I, I walked it last week, and I, when they were putting in the, down the concrete, and those guys got it down, man. They just know what they're doing. And, oh, yeah, they can really move. And that's one thing I would like to mention to people. You know, it's been a tough year for our merchants on Main Street. Yeah. You know, they've had a lot of support from the local people, but come down, do the Christmas stroll. While you're down for the Christmas stroll, think really hard and about maybe doing a little of your Christmas shopping down on Main Street. Those merchants could definitely use the the extra income. So Absolutely. We Absolutely. To, we need to take care of our Main Street. And, you know, uh, you never know what you'll find. Uh, as I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, the wife and I uh, quite often will go down and just kind of window shop. Mm -hmm. And almost every single time we do that, unless we're absolutely crunched for time to get to the YO or to get to where we're going, we end up in a store mm -hmm. and we end up taking something home. You know, we end up finding something that we need. Yeah, there's there's great merchants down there and there's a lot of variety of things down in Main Street as well. And uh, Main Street really is kind of the backbone of this community. I've been to other towns. They don't have the vitality our Main Street has. I think it's a it's a it's a point of pride for our, our community that we have such a great historic main street that's still vital and still thrives one nice thing about our main street too we have a lot of local people that employ a lot of local uh, people here but also they're the ones that actually donate to different organizations different local groups a lot of the you know when you go out and you buy amazon or you buy off the internet they do not support your schools they do not do your fundraisers so when you shop in sheridan that money stays in sheridan that's right. And, and there's something that, uh, uh, you know, one of my first publishers told me outright. Those big box stores are not sponsoring your child's softball team. All right. I'll tell you that. So uh, make sure that uh, you're supporting the individuals who are. Uh, now, I'm running out of time with you, but I do want to touch on one more thing. And that is Maverick's Pond. Uh, an engine, the engineering department overseeing a project to repair and replace a section of damaged storm sewer pipe adjacent to Goose Creek Bridge on West 8th Street. Can you uh, elaborate on this a little bit more? Um, yeah, I drove up there today, and we're basically we're emptying that pond so that we can make that repair. Um, the pond itself probably needs to be dredged at some point because it's getting 
it, it takes all that sediment down from the top and so it starts to fill up but right now all we're doing is we're emptying it so we can make those repairs to the sewer line down below and uh, then when it's all done we'll just fill the pond back up it was pretty green this year like you were mentioning a lot of runoff from local yards anytime you use chemicals on your yards it, it kind of gets down into the ponds but it was a, a pretty nasty looking pond this year I, I kind of like the idea that I read on Facebook that the reason it was drained was because you'd lost so many fishing lures. <laughs> that, that's what I, I thought that was a better better story than anything else. You know, but, I, I'm waiting for it to empty so I can go look. Go look, yeah. But, but it's surprising. If you should go look at it because, you know, very seldom do you realize just the depth of it. And this, you know, if you're a fisherman, now's the time to go look and see where the holes are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Head on down there, check it out, and uh, you never know, you might be able to find one of the mayor's uh, lures down yeah, there. Lost a few, so <laughs> yeah. I kind of know the location. <laughs> uh, uh, now, one more thing. Since since we, we went ahead, and uh, that was a pretty quick answer about Maverick's Pond, I've only got two minutes left. City closures, Veterans Day observed on Friday, November 10th. Right, City Hall will be closed then that day. We still will have essential services going on, of course. Uh, but we'll be closed that day, and then next week is Thanksgiving. And so we'll be closed Thursday and Friday of next week for to honor Thanksgiving. Now, um, I think I think that's all I've got to cover, Mr. Mayor. I want to thank you for coming in this morning. Uh, Councilman Brantz, thank you for coming yes, in you. this morning. It's always a pleasure. And Councilman Pantzik, thank you for calling in this morning and having a conversation with us. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys going through the trouble of making that possible for me to be a part of this. Thank you so much. No worries. All right. On that, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared it. Most of the time, I end up going out late. For the Sportsman's Warehouse pre-Black Friday sale flyer in this week's Country Bounty for the sale starting this weekend. This flyer has deals that only come around this time of year. Savings on rifles, pistols, magazines, scopes, gun cases, hunting and fishing clothing and gear, backpacks and accessories. It's pre-Black Friday. Skip the crowds and shop now at Sportsman's Warehouse with the flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Sportsman's Warehouse, open seven days a week on Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Whether your style is modern, classic, eclectic, or rustic, your home is where your heart is. So make sure you're in love with the function and design. Look for the Connect Flyer in this week's Country Bounty, where you'll see savings like 10% off their Marilat Basics collection or get free cabinet hardware when you purchase Marilat Masterpiece Cabinets. Shop even more savings on flooring, decking, doors, and tools to get the job done. Remember, they offer in-house kitchen and bath design, too, at Connect Home Center, 1836 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Show them what you stand for, who and what you're proud of, how you're built. Shipton's Big R, along with Ariat, reaches out right now and salutes all of our veterans. Thank you for your service, your courage, and strength. We're giving back by declaring love for our country in comfort and warmth with a special gift purchase. Receive a free Ariat knit cap, $16.95 value, with your $100 Ariat purchase. Premium quality 
eight colors to choose from. While supplies last, Ariad Footwear Apparel and Outerwear crosses many paths of life, including Western Farm and Ranch, the working individual, and a casual lifestyle. Ariad is known for durability, comfort, and tech innovation. Our veterans are known for honor, commitment, and integrity. What a great combination. Thank you, veterans, for all you have done. May you have a great day on November 11th. The free Ariad knit cap offer is now available at Shipton's Big R. On Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Are you ready to make this holiday season truly merry and bright? Look no further than First Federal Bank and Trust for our exclusive holiday CD special. For a limited time, enjoy a fantastic 5.38% annual percentage yield on their three-month CD special with no opening deposit required. That's right, $0 to get started. Or if you're looking to make a grand investment, we're offering a remarkable 5.48% APY for those who open with $250,000 or more. Don't wait, this holiday CD special won't last long. Visit us online at efirstfederal.bank, member FDIC. Let's talk about tires. Think about the snowy, icy roads ahead. Now think about your current worn tires. How safe does that make you feel? Luckily, Midas Tire and Auto has extended their super tire sale through November 15th. Buy three, get one free, and up to a $100 rebate on select tires. Midas also has big savings on shocks and struts and oil changes. Preparing for winter is critical. Saving money's optional, but Midas makes it easy to do both. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner, open seven days a week. McTeacher Night is back tonight at McDonald's on North Main Street only. That's right, tonight from 5 to 8 p.m. Come into McDonald's on North Main, have a great meal, and a portion of the proceeds will benefit Tongue River Elementary School. You'll be served by some of your favorite teachers, administrators, and, of course, the great McDonald's team. McTeacher Night tonight, 5 to 8 p.m., benefiting Tongue River Elementary School. McTeacher Night will be at the North Main Street location only. 103.9 FM is News Talk 9. 30 KROE Sheriff.